Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. We're back, bitches. <laughs> you know that you said that I'm going to have to put the explicit thing on the podcast when we do it. <laughs> We have to, we always have to put the explicit thing on there. I don't know why you're acting like I don't drop the fuck, like fuck every five seconds. Like, anyway, we are back. Exciting times. We finally got our lives together enough to record a podcast. Let's, let's be real. It was me who got my life together, got a big girl job, have a regular schedule, moved across the country. So exciting. Uh, We're very excited for you. Here we are. Um, Lots of stuff to talk about. We've been gone for a hot minute. We're not going to try to cover everything we missed because that's like a year of material. <laughs> it's like um, eight months of material. So give us a little bit of credit. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, uh, should we just jump into it? Yeah. Right. Um, so I think we're going to start off with some current events, very current events that are um, very prominent around the world and just, you know, in the world of football as well. Um, can't seem to not talk about whatever geopolitical issues going on and not talk about soccer particularly when it is impacting soccer to the extent that it is yes so um we think it's very if you couldn't tell by context clue we are talking about the russian invasion of ukraine yes um as you know russia started a war in ukraine and as some of the many sanctions, pushback against Vladimir Putin. Um, FIFA and UEFA have taken some pretty serious um, or important uh, steps forward in making it clear that they do not support this war and they want it to stop immediately. So I um, I think, you know, the biggest ones being uh, clubs being removed from European championship uh, like pretty big impact on the competition given now that, uh, RB Leipzig is going through the next round of the Europa league when they had originally been knocked out by a Russian team, Mm -hmm. um, teams, pretty much most soccer federations are refusing to play Russia in any sort of world cup qualifiers or European competitions. Um, Russia has also been banned from competition, um, in some things, including, I believe the women's euros, for the summer yes the women's uh-huh. euros um out of the world cup qualifiers by fifa yeah which is big um they moved to the champions league final from st petersburg to, to paris. paris yep um, um also another big thing that's happened is chelsea's owner who yeah. is a russian oligarch has apparently decided to sell the club after yeah. having Although- kind of transferred ownership to like yeah. this charity foundation um but it sounds which like is huge which is huge massive like, for the club too because it'll be really interesting for a long what happens with that um because he's owned chelsea for for quite a quite a while a decade or more i think yeah, yeah. Um, and and it'll be interesting to see i mean on a less serious note <laughs> apparently um conor mcgregor has said he wants to buy chelsea which interesting choices (laughs) like we'll see we'll see how that pans out um if nothing else that would be I feel like that's the equivalent of like 
Like, I feel like he would end up with like a Josie Mourinho type presence. <laughs> do you get what, I, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing for Chelsea, but I don't know that that's a good thing for Chelsea either, but it would be entertaining. Like I oh, think yeah. I, for outsiders, it would be an interesting way to, uh, and as someone who happens. is not only not a supporter of Chelsea, but actively anti Chelsea. Like, I think <laughs> I would enjoy that. Yes. Um, but so that is big. It also takes time to sell clubs. So it's not like this is going to happen yeah. overnight. He says he's going to, the money that he makes is going to go into a charity to help Ukraine. Don't um, know when that's actually well, going to happen. It will be, we'll see, we'll see how that can happen. Yeah, basically a lot of, a lot of, you know, I think relevant pushback, handful, a bunch of um, different sort of like Ukrainian players throughout the different leagues have been given captain or captain's armbands um, for their various clubs. It happened with uh, Zinchenko for Manchester City in their FA Cup game this week. Um, somebody else just did it today. I forget who. It was for Everton, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Who I now forget who it was. Um, um, also, I feel like, was it Porto? Lisbon? Some team in Portugal, there was a really nice moment when... Um, I feel like it was Benfica, maybe. Benfica? Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't remember exactly. I don't know. But I, there I have know. been some nice moments of yeah. clear unity, clear support for of all of this. And... Clearly, Europe is reeling and soccer has the opportunity to kind of, you know, yeah. be as unifying of a force as it can be. Um, and for as corrupt as FIFA and UEFA both are, it's nice to see them, you know, attempt to protect human rights every once in a while, <laughs> which <clears throat> World Cup in 2022 yeah, is not doing too hot, but you know, they like to like wash it over and pretend like they care. Um, which I guess maybe we can appreciate every once in a while. Well, I think that even if it's bullshit, we can sort of appreciate the real actual impact that it will have, even if yes. their support for human rights is kind of bullshit. Yes, I agree. <laughs> anyway, we'll keep updated on this. I know Ukraine just, um, I think they just petitioned or asked FIFA to postpone their match against Sweden on March 24th. The yeah. World Cup qualifier. So um, we'll I don't think that there's been an outcome of that yet, but we'll see. I'm sure there will be more developments, um, yeah. sort of the soccer aspect of the whole conflict and the conflict at large, um, sort of over the next, you know, period of time. We'll talk about it again, I'm sure. But sure, there will be more different updates next week because, you know, we're going to do another one next week because we're back on it. We promise. Um, <laughs> so we'll keep we'll keep talking about it as things come up but obviously pretty big issue that can't go ignored so we wanted to mention um all right so well, yeah that's that on that um one other update this is a more uplifting update um I would say is, is that the U.S. women's national team's lawsuit has come to a close um, in an exciting and most likely positive, positive fashion. Um, there's still some things to be done. I know it, it, it is dependent upon a, a new CBA being ratified um, and that, you know, so it's not it's not over and it's probably never over, um, but it is it is definitely a, a win. 
um, and something something to celebrate and definitely something that creates a precedent, um, not only in the US, but in um, sort of women's soccer at large. Um, and it's something that's been celebrated not just by US players, but by women's soccer players, you know, sort of all over the world. So definitely, definitely exciting stuff. It's been going on a long time. It's nice to see that there is, you know, there is a resolution and end to this particular nastiness in sight, um, which it sort of has felt for a very long time, like it was never going to end. Um, so it's yeah. nice to see that there is sort of a resolution being, being worked on. I do just want to do a quick negative shout out to yes. Hope Solo and Carly Lloyd, who won't let me fucking forget her in peace. <laughs> you retired, go away. I, every time I think I'm free of her, she runs her mouth about some fucking bullshit. And I have to think about her again. Mm. I am I sorry like, about that. Poured one out when she retired. I was like, God bless America. Carly Lloyd is finally gone. And this bitch won't stay gone. Yeah, she wants to keep commenting. So, she, um, so her and, and Hope Solo are running their mouths about how they don't like the culture of the team. Like, just say you're a Republican and go. Like, <laughs> like I actually just, wasn't aware of this, but um, I mean, I well, so, okay. Interesting. So, so Hope Solo apparently is starting a podcast. Um, oh, stop! Is she going to compete with Hope. us? We'll be um, a competition. <laughs> but and she's like, Hope has been Hope Solo runs her mouth all the time. I knew um, that she's kind of a shit show. Uh, she was, a, tell me I'm wrong. She was a fantastic goalkeeper. She's oh. a shit show of a human being. Um, sure. No objections. Yeah. So she like, she keeps running her mouth and talking shit. She likes to talk shit about Megan Rapinoe a lot, um, which feels homophobic to me, but, um, yeah, basically her and Carly are just running their mouths about how the team cares more about their image than success. Like, shut up, Hope and Carly. They're like, it's a toxic place. It's not welcoming. And I'm like, oh, you mean it's not welcoming because you don't agree with the majority of the team's politics? Or potentially Carly Lloyd just feels um, salty that she is now retired and not partaking in the team anymore. So it's she doesn't not, want them to like, do well without her. It's like a good five year, eight, ten years since she was like actually good <laughs> yeah i mean a long overdue we can long maybe sidebar sidebar a u.s women's national team discussion for another podcast yeah. when um, they when they're playing when they lot. have a recent game we'll talk about them but basically yeah. like they're running their mouth about how hope so is like it's not a win you didn't win anything you care more about your image and your self-service than the, like it is a win hope like just because it's not about you doesn't mean it's not a win so Keep your salty opinion to yourself. That's all I got to say on that. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> so circle back to the potential, most likely good positive steps forward on equal pay. Um, and we will stay updated on that as well moving forward and hope to see um, some good things come out of that. Start with Barca, but... Oh, right. Okay. Yes. No, good. Good. I unfortunately keep forgetting that Barcelona is not in Champions League and not in actually in the Europa League. So when I planned this, um, I didn't think about them, but let's, let's start with the Europa League because we can talk about a few teams there and then move into the Champions League. So I am, Barcelona. Go. I am feeling, I am for the first time in a while, 
probably a, at least a year, maybe more, feeling like pretty good about Barca. <laughs> like shocking, honestly, but yes. They're, they're finally look like they've got something going on. Um, I think their their new signings in January, bringing in Troy and Aubameyang. Um, As an Arsenal Torre. fan, I think it's funny that Aubameyang is half doing well, but that's great. Whereas I think it's um, good. They've got people healthy again. Dembele is firing. Um, Pedri is back. Things a bunch are of young guys who just are like young guys. Yeah. Great. Um, I did see the other day, apparently uh, Christensen is going to come in the summer to Barca on a free transfer. I didn't see that. I saw it like one random tweet about that, but I feel like it was from like ESPN FC or something like that. I don't I know. I haven't didn't seen that, it. but um, so that's that's just like maybe that's happening. But I did see it the other day. Interesting. Um, we will look into it this week and potentially confirm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I am actually feeling optimistic about about Barca for the first time like in a while. Um, in yeah. At least a year, probably more like two. Um, yeah. So it's it's it feels. It feels good. <laughs> yeah, I watched. Um, I watched a little bit of their Europa League game. I kind of forgot what it that was, was like kind of it um, to watch I Barcelona. Watched. Yeah, and like be happy, like not be like angry. Like yeah. they've scored like at least four goals in like their last. I think they've scored four goals in their last three games, like in each game in their, like their last three or four games or something like that, or at least three they're scoring goals, which is like, which they weren't, they weren't doing at the beginning of the season. They really, but Aubameyang is, Aubameyang is, he's here. And Frankie Diong looks like he's playing a little bit better. So Um, the the game that I watched, which I think was the second game against Napoli, mm -hmm. Frankie Diong looked very good and he had not been looking good for a while but he looked like he was controlling the field which obviously that's what you want from him um and that's where he thrives i'm sorry did you see pedri's backwards nutmeg yes he destroyed him was that in the that was in la liga though this weekend yeah yeah he ruined him he He ended him honestly he didn't have to do that but i was like pedri you didn't have to kill that man like that like oh um, my god I mean, he he is a talent, um, really to is. say the least. And if he has a good coach who clearly Chavi's doing something, um, uh, I, it hasn't been enough time to, I think, fully judge. But I think that he has I feel like rude anything the difference else. is he has a plan. Yes. Like he has a philosophy. Yes. He has something that he likes to do. Whether it will work long term remains to be right. seen. No, exactly. He has a way that he does things that is consistent. He does it this way and this is how he does it. And this is how he wants them to play. Yeah. I think that is, it's sort of given Barca an identity again. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like for the last couple, like really since like, honestly, I feel like since Enrique. Enrique? That's what I was going to say. Which I was like, how long ago was that? Since Luis Enrique left, which was a few years ago at this point, like they haven't really felt like they had an identity. That's because too, they've had like a coach a year almost, right? Like they haven't really had someone like, because I feel like none of those coaches had a game plan. Like none of them had a philosophy. And I do think also there's a buy into Chavi because he's a Barca player. I agree. I think it's a, it's a, he's got a philosophy and that philosophy at heart is a Barca philosophy. Yeah. So I think that that sort of creates a, a culture that I feel like has been missing. 
Um, yes. And I think that that, that is, is a good thing long-term, but yeah. on the, on the other hand, a team that is a fucking shit show, Dortmund. Uh, and I feel bad because like so many people are injured. Like literally everyone is hurt. They just really have gotten kind of screwed by injuries this season. And there hasn't really been hurt. anything that like, like, it's not even like, it's not, I wouldn't even know. Like it's, like it's hard. Bad coaching. It's just like the yeah, personnel like, have been it's hard to be. It's hard to be like upset at anyone in particular when like 60% of their starting lineup has not been healthy for more than a week or two at a time. Like, yeah. And they just haven't played like, so because of that, that lineup like, back, they haven't played. Like Hazard, his form is, is hit or miss. Some, some games he was, he's great. Some games he might as well not be there. Bellingham simply can't do it all by himself. Like, but I will, I, we should point out he has been playing magnificently playing out of his mind. He just can't do it by himself. Yes, exactly. But if you are a England national team fan, you should be pretty happy with how he's playing right now. Agreed. Um, Agreed. He's, he needs the, he's the only one who game in and game out, like looks impressive. Yeah. Um, everybody else is just sort of like. And to say they did play relatively well in that last Europa League game, but just, they just, there was just too much of a deficit. They couldn't make it up and, and like not having, it wasn't enough. They just didn't I have think enough. It became really clear how much they rely on Holland to score goals. Yes. Yes. Um, that is definitely true. And I think there's going to have to be some restructuring. Um, I think it feels like, cause Holland is, Holland is going this summer where he goes, yeah. who's to say, but I don't, yeah, I don't think he's staying. He's, he's not staying. He's not, um, he won't be here for another season. So uh, they're going to have to figure something, something out. And, and I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a shame because I think it's a missed opportunity because I don't feel like Bayern have looked particularly impressive in a few months. They haven't looked, Bayern has not looked great since before the, like their, like the Bundesliga has that longer winter break. Yeah, they haven't December, looked good. I don't feel like they've that. looked, they have moments where they look good, but they're not consistent. I their Champions League game going into Champions League yeah. specifically, but their Champions League game against Salzburg, uh, the first leg, I was not impressed. Yeah, um, gutted for Salzburg there as well. Um, your, uh, they deserve the win. Bayern was lucky to get a uh, yeah get a point yeah. out of there. Bayern um, kind of pulled it out of their ass in the last ten minutes or so. Um, I think they got thoroughly outplayed by Salzburg. Uh, yeah, Brendan yeah. Aronson, pour one out for that kid, played out of his fucking mind. Yeah, they, I mean, but Salzburg has, and obviously Aronson is one of them, but a couple of young guys oh, who yeah. are just very, really kind of just like young they're, and just kind of go after it. Is, and it looks good. It's very impressive. I'm, I've got my eye on a couple of kids at, at Salzburg that I think yeah. might, might break through to the big time in the next couple of years. Yeah. yeah. And stay I tuned think, for more of that. But uh, yeah. And I think that obviously you play in the Champions League, knockout round obviously great experience for any good. of them um good exposure and too. even if and they don't you put up that kind of performance against a team like Bayern people are going to know this yeah so. and even if I I honestly don't have a prediction for the second leg I think honestly it could go either way I think if Bayern comes out is Bayern then they probably will win but I, I, I haven't been like that so I think agree. Salzburg has fully like a fully in the game and fully possible I, to I totally time. agree and I don't 
think anybody necessarily expected that going into that first leg. I think everyone kind of assumed I did because I like Salzburg a lot and I've watched quite a bit of them this year. Um, and I think that they're really good and really talented and, and underestimated. I think everybody sort of underestimated Salzburg and I think overestimated Bayern going into that matchup. Um, I think Bayern overestimated themselves probably. And I agree. They didn't have I to agree. Play. I so Bayern, it'll be interesting to see what happens when they actually I mean, are like, oh, we have The reality of the situation is if Bayern firing on all cylinders shows up, like yeah. they're going to win. Yes, exactly. But if they don't, I, it'll, it'll be it'll be a fun game. I think it's going to make it hard for them. Yeah. They're just not going to be easy. And they are playing in Bayern the first, the first, um, like was in Salzburg. So yeah, it, we'll see, but I, it'll be it fun be, either way. And it, it would shows, be, don't get me wrong. It would be quite an upset if Salzburg pulled it yeah. out against Bayern, but I would not be like floored. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, it'll be fun. There's going to be some good matches next week. They're the next week. Right. Uh, um, um, we'll say, Juventus is in a little bit of a jam with McKinney getting hurt. Um, I saw, did, um, I didn't, I saw it. I didn't see, um, what it was. He broke a bone in his foot. Oh, lovely. Yeah. That's, that's bad news for a men's national. I did think that it was something. I thought it was a bone. Yeah. He broke a bone in his um, foot um, or maybe a couple bones in his foot. I don't know. I had just seen him in a lot of pain in a picture yeah. and I was like, ah, great. So that's not great news for U.S. men's national team fans, um, but it's definitely not good news for um, Juve because I he's been one of their best players this year. Yeah. Um, so they're and it'll be interesting. They're tied with Real Real, and anything can happen. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Um, just scrolling through a couple of these quickly, and thinking cities. about like. City's good. <laughs> like, yeah, wait. So wait, hold on, hold on. Um, City, yes. Okay. Doing good. Um, I don't see Liverpool losing their 2-0 leave over Inter, but. I agree. Um, I wish that they would, but I don't see that. Yes. I, this is just not like personal preference on whatever. Um, it's just, you know. Yeah. PSG Madrid's second leg is going to be interesting. Um, so that was a thoroughly boring game for a game that I actually thought was going to be very entertaining. Um, well, so I would like it to be more entertaining. It'll be interesting because, um, I didn't really watch any of that. Cause that was when the city game was playing and yeah. despite the fact that they were blowing out sporting. I, I did watch the whole thing. Um, but you know, PSG kind of had to pull it out at the end right there with some Mbappe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, neither you know, team looked really like they like were firing um we'll see so Messi we'll see. Messi's picked up a little bit on the assist game yeah recently. um so we'll see I mean I, it it's hard to ever be like I know Messi has not been great this year but he's still messy and he can still pull some like there are times last year when he just had runs of games you were like where is the where is Messi and then he would show up in one game and you'd be like oh there he is yeah yeah no it'll be I mean you can never never be like oh he's not playing like you just don't know and so it'll be interesting to see yeah we will see about that um yeah I don't think Byron I don't think Liverpool is gonna is gonna lose that Mm -hmm. that lead on Inter It, it could be an interesting second leg but I think more likely it's going to be another one two three nothing Liverpool win yeah I don't see it being um 
similar. I think similar is the same is true probably for Chelsea. Yeah. Um, I want to more of that. That was a more entertaining game, actually, even though the scoreline was 2-0. Oh, yeah, I actually I enjoyed it. I thought, like, it was a closer. It was closer, closer. than the scoreline suggested, yeah. but I, I did want a little bit more um, in terms of the scoreline. But, yeah. I mean, this one, I think, is more likely to have a different outcome. Like, um, Yes, I agree. I still think probably not. Yeah, I think I it's think probably so. more likely to end up something like a like a one one or a zero zero kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine. And, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea blowing it. Yeah, I, um, I agree. And then we have a bunch of tied games: Real Juventus one one, Atletico United one one, Benfica Ajax two two. I think this is a good time to mention uh, no way goals anymore. So these games are actually tied. Ties. Yeah. Um, and I. I like the away goals thing. I thought it was yeah, fun. We were, I, um, I completely forgot about it before the first games and it was actually really sad. It added like this sense I, of like intensity and like randomness and like really makes it a little bit more exciting going into the second yeah, round in these tied games because like, there's a little bit more like shuffling that can happen. I also thought it was one of those things that's like unique to the Champions League. Yeah. Like nobody else does away goals. So it was kind of one of those like fun things that was just a Champions League thing that like, and I also like, I like something that makes it less likely for games to go into overtime. I think that, yes, that's true. These teams for the most part are already playing too many games. Oh, um, my goodness, most yeah. of them, you know, not all of them. Some of them do have the squad depth, but most of them don't have the squad depth to really rotate between competitions. A lot of them are playing in two or three, sometimes even four different, yeah, you know, competitions at this yeah. point. Um, I, I just don't think that something that ups the chances of overtime being played um, is a good thing. Yes. But UEFA clearly doesn't give a fuck about that because they've changed no. the format for the Champions League for two years from now, um, which will add a bunch more teams and apparently like a bunch more games, which I think is terrible. So stupid. I like, I don't really understand what it is. I think they just want more games because more games equal more money, but the players are going to get injured and then it's going to be just like, yeah, not what they want. And I just, and it's also going to be, it's going to end up being roughly the same teams that are always successful. Like there's going to have to play more games. And and it's actually going to like, I'm going to like remove my fangirl side for a second it's going to benefit teams like city um, a lot more who do have the squad depth to rotate squads. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It's going to, and I'm using city as an example. City's not obviously not the only team who has squad depth at that that point, but you know, that sort of competition change does benefit, you know, the, the clubs like city and, you know, like, you know, you know, Bayern, like Bayern, Barca, Real, Barca, like all the teams all, that won the Super the League clubs. are going to be, yeah. uh... it benefits these big clubs um, that have, you know, larger depth and, or that their second teams or their youngsters, their academy players are higher caliber. You're yeah, going to turn into the first days. couple rounds are going to end up being the academy players yeah. um, for these, for these lower, lower team or uh, these bigger clubs. And I just don't think that really benefits anybody other yeah. than you wave his pockets. Yes. Um, but as we discussed at the beginning of the podcast, they are. You so, um, so yeah, okay. like, that's my, my sort of take on that. Like, 
I, I don't like it. I really am like, this is a very good example of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yes. Like there's nothing wrong with the current Champions League format. Nope. There's nothing wrong with it. Nope. Everybody loves it. People, a lot of people I know who aren't super into soccer, but are a little bit into soccer, they love the Champions League. Americans, yep. Americans love the Champions League. Yeah, because they don't have that here. Like there's no, like. Well, because like I, so like, I know this guy who he likes soccer and he, but he like, doesn't have like a club that he supports. Yeah. He So he like kind of knows about the premier league, but he like, doesn't have a premier league team. And he like, I don't know, he like has never like gotten super deep into any of the leagues, but he loves the champions league. Yeah. And that's, that's that makes sense. He follows really closely. And I just think like fucking with the champions league just isn't necessary. Like it's already, I think overinflated in prestige, but that's a whole nother thing. But I just don't think it's, it needs to be messed with. Like, no, I mean, it's fun. It's fun because of how it was. I think that losing the away goals without away goals, you wouldn't have gotten some of the most epic and crazy games ever. Oh my God. One Barca versus PSG that would not have existed if it was not for away goals. That is one of the best comebacks in sports history. Yes. And it would not have happened if not true. It was solely because of away goals. (laughs) I just just don't like it. I just, I, and I honestly, I, I can almost imagine away goals coming back again. I, Um, I hope that it does. I hope they do. It's just fun. It's like fun. It's like kind of crazy. It's great. I explain to someone being like, actually this team is going to win because they scored more goals when they weren't at home. Like it doesn't really make sense, but it's funny. And it like, well, I I think it also like it gives fans a reason to like be more intense oh yeah right like because and of course like away goals benefits some teams better than it does others like like Dortmund for example was definitely somebody who benefited from the away goals thing because it's so much tougher to play at Dortmund yeah than it is you know at certain other places because it also benefited, you know, places like Anfield where, you know, where the atmosphere is so tough to play in as an away team, like Anfield, at yeah. Dortmund, um, you know, at, at the Camp Nou, like the, those sorts of atmospheres are so tough to play in for away, away teams that that's why away goals existed, right? Like that's yeah. why. It made I sense. Get, like there was a reason. And I get why they like moved away from it because like last year's competition for example like a lot of the stadiums were empty yeah but I also I always thought it was funny because I felt like away goals really hurt PSG because PSG plays like shit in front of their own fans yeah um well you which is correct maybe they just want PSG to win no I'm just joking but it clearly didn't help them really that you know, much hilarious. you know so it's like I I just think like it was fun. Like I, I get why it like felt meaningless last year because a lot of the places didn't have fans. There were also some crazy, crazy games last year. Do you remember like Porto Juventus? Yeah. That was a way, that was an away goals thing too. Yeah. Like away goals. It's just fun. It's, it's just, just fun. fun. Exactly. Like you want to make it more fun. You want more people to watch. Keep the away like, goals. I already have like, <laughs> mixed feelings about like the Champions League for a variety of reasons. Like I have my issues with the Champions League, but they are systematically like taking away the things that I like about the Champions yes. League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just disappointing. Yes. Because we know it's money grab. So 
Yes, because UEFA is corrupt. I will say it again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I think that that's all we had on the list for the Champions League. Looking yeah. forward to watch watching Champions League games, yeah. Europa League games next week. Um, we'll be excited to see. I think there's going to be some exciting games going on um, just all around Europe. So excited to see what happens there yep. next week. Um, and with that, we're going to move on to the Premier League, um, one of our big sections that we talk about a lot, though I will say I haven't been watching as many games recently, so I'll have to um, pick up the slack thing, a little. First but, things first, let's talk about Leeds. Oh, Leeds, our team that we love, but has kind of, what, led in 20 goals last month or something? Um, not, not been doing great. Sorry, no. Allie, baby. I love you. And I love your support for Leeds, but, uh, you also told her to be a Leeds fan. So you kind of, yeah, I know, her. but she's committed to it. She's she'll tell you, she'll come on here eventually. Yeah, she, I mean, she's fully committed. She goes, on the, she goes on the Leeds Reddit thread all the time. I, I love, love that. I love she's when so that cute. I love Allie, baby. I love you. Also, when did Everton become lower than Leeds at the table? I honestly haven't looked at the table in a hot second. When, um, when we beat them, we'll get to that in a second. Um, yes, I'm sorry. Le- yes. So Leeds, Leeds has finally fired Bielsa um, or parted ways with Bielsa. Yes. Um, he did not get, I guess, officially fired. It was a mutual parting of ways. Yeah. And um, he had talked about it a little bit before too, being like, well, yeah, like, and here's I kind of assuming that, that would happen. It's hard to it's hard to be mad at anyone for Bielsa leaving because clearly something's not working. Like clearly yeah. something's not clicking, right? Like they're like yes, Bamford has Bamford, Bamford, and someone else has been Calvin Phillips. Yes, um, yes, yes, have been injured. Like yes, those are they're probably their two best players. Yeah. But they have enough other good players that like okay maybe they wouldn't be quite as high as they were last year, but they shouldn't be fighting a relegation battle. They have, can I tell you this ridiculous? They have a negative 31 goal difference. Yeah. That, yeah. that's bad. Like For reference, the next, they, there is somebody who has a worse one. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Norwich, but it's I mean, Norwich. it's Norwich. It's not worse. Um, but after that, the next lowest one is, is negative 22. Yeah. And yeah, like it's just not. You can't win if you let in goals. Like you can score as many goals as you want, but if you're not, yeah, it's just not, them, it's not going to work for you. So I just think it's 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 tough to be like angry with anyone or to think that it was unfair for Bielsa to part ways with Leeds, but it it still hurts a little bit because just the the figure that he was for for the club, yeah, um, is sort of just like. It's tarnished it's, a little bit tough, now, it's and it's tough sad. to let go. It, it's sad for him to have left under these circumstances yeah. and not, you know, sort of be able to lead, leave under sort of like a winning situation. Um, but it is what it is. Um, I I am interested to see what Jesse Marsh does um, yes. with the group. Um, I'm very interested to see what he does. For those of you who maybe are not super aware of who Jesse Marsh is. Um, because not everyone is, if you don't follow super closely, um, like leagues other than the premier league. Um, I think his most notable achievement <laughs> would be jumpstarting Erling Holland's career. at Salzburg. Yes. yes. Uh, this is the coach who Holland broke out under. 
Um, and I think that is, I mean, obviously Holland is a generational talent. Um, yeah, but he still managed him well and coached him enough to like have him reach that he made a He made a transition to Leipzig at the beginning of the season. He was not given a very long opportunity nope. to do pretty much anything. I think he was only, it was only Six a months? games. Not even, I don't not think. Not even? Yeah. No, it was like, sometime in the was, fall that he got. Yeah, passed. like, and it was August to, like, October, I feel like. Yeah, like, oh, he was okay. not so very four long. months, yeah. Um, and frankly, I, I think it's pretty clear that he was not the issue at Leipzig because they haven't really improved since then. Yeah. Leipzig has some big time. And I also think like it's important to take a note with the issues of Leipzig that their like best three players got poached by Bayern over the summer. Like ha, we love it. Ooh, classic, classic Bundesliga there for you. But um well, Dortmund just poached someone from Bayern though, apparently. So it's all gonna be fine. Yeah, yeah, Sule yeah. is going. I don't yeah, know why he's like little, little role reversal there. The, the, those three teams in the Bundesliga. I know we're talking about the Premier League, but this is funny. Those three teams, like just like trade players, through players yeah. but just, like, <laughs> they, they all cycle just, through. Like, those, keep going back, like yeah. even more between Dortmund and Bayern, but they just like yeah. go back and back and forth. Oh yeah, forth. I'm like it's so weird. It's very it's very weird and funny. No, in in no other in no other league do players jump between the two top teams like that. Yeah, it's like it, it's funny. It's like it's weird. <laughs> you like play at Dortmund, then you get good. You go to Bayern, and then like hot second later, you're like, oh, I can go be good at Dortmund again. And yeah. Like, anyway, like you don't see players hopping back and forth between Barca and Real Madrid. You don't see players hopping back and forth between the big clubs in in. Yeah, it's just entertaining. I it's mean, like players players go from one to the other at at various different points obviously De Bruyne was at Chelsea once upon a time and Sterling was at Liverpool but like yeah, but this is like they go they back and forth like it wasn't lot. like they were successful at one club and then they went to the other the teams the people that move from club to club in the Premier League it's usually like they weren't successful at one club and then they ended up at another yeah no it's like there. free exactly. flowing between it's Dortmund and Bayern but we enjoy it Bayern. and it's like, funny and anyway and- off topic, but off topic, but it will be interesting to see what happens. Jesse Marsh was not really given an opportunity to do much at, at Leipzig under the circumstances. So I will be interested to see how he handles. I would expect that he will have control of leads through the end of the season. Um, I hope that he has that much time. I mean, they are currently in 16th place. So I can't, I can't imagine that they won't at least give him that much time. Um, I mean, there's going to, and I, honestly, if they get relegated, I don't know what will happen, but it's a tight race for the bottom there. So it's, it's a really tight race for the bottom. Um, Everton does have two games in hand on Leeds. So yep. that's worth noting. Um, Burnley but, has a game as well. Leeds also has a game in hand on Brentford, who's right above them. So yep. also I will say that the table is kind of uh, like hard to make a judgment out on of whack. right now because yeah. there are some teams that have played 24 games and yes. some teams that have played 27 games. Yes. Um, so it's kind of a shit show right now. Um, it's but the very top hard is, to see. The top is still pretty, pretty clear about what's going on. Well, right? I would say the top three is clear. After that, who yes. knows? The top because... three, even if the all of their respective teams won their games in hand, um, would still remain in the positions that they are in Korea. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that Chelsea maybe can't get caught at third, but I think the fight is for fourth and it's a wild fight, yeah. honestly. Um, I will yeah. say as an Arsenal fan, it's nice to see we have three games in hand. Um, you have three games in hand. You're only two points behind. Yeah. Um, and we have been playing yeah. quite well. 
That's something, or it's going to be a um, fight for that fourth championship. It's going to be entertaining to see what happens. Um, um, I, I think it's pretty likely that the top three ends up being City, Liverpool, Chelsea. In what order yes. is not super clear. Yes, I would I agree. I think it's pretty yeah. clear that those three are going to finish top three. Unless there's unless like a massive. And somebody, unless somebody has a super breakdown, yeah. which is not out of. It could happen. It could happen. It could happen, but, but I don't see just, it happening. And if it was going to happen to somebody, it would be at Chelsea. Yes. Um, but I don't um, think Liverpool or City is going to have a breakdown. I also don't think that Chelsea um, really can catch even Liverpool, right? Like that's 10 I, points. There's I think it's three really, it's really a two horse fight and it's all going to come down to when City and Liverpool play. Yeah. I think Liverpool also um, has a game in hand that you do have to take. Yeah, but account. they're still behind. Like they have a game in hand. If here's the thing. It'll be if interesting. City beats Liverpool, City's going to win. Yeah. Yes. City does not beat Liverpool. It'll be interesting. It's going to depend on what happens in other games. Yeah. Um, um, so it's, in my opinion, it is in City's hands, right? It's Oh, 100%. It yeah, feels City's, it's City's title to lose, right? If they yeah. beat Liverpool head-to-head, they're, they're in pretty good shape. Yeah. Right? Yep. If they don't, if they tie or Liverpool wins um then it's a race yeah I think it's a a a tight race um and we'll see what happens yeah it'll be fun it'll be fun to see though there'll be a fight for fourth place definitely a fight for those other the European spots um relegation is going to be a battle so yeah interesting Um, I I do love myself a relegation fight and maybe I feel that way because my team is not in that position because I know how stressful that must be but it must be really stressful for fans but I think it's I, I like I think a unique thing that is so yeah. fun to I think relegation to... is something that is really missing from like American sports because yes. there's nothing motivating teams that are playing poorly um in American sports except a good draft pick maybe except- but teams will actually tank it. But like in, in American sports, like teams will tank, tank to get a good draft better. pick. Graphic, Here yeah. you can't do that. Like yeah. you got to so fight to get. There's always a reason to need to win games. Yes. Um, which I think, you know, makes for, makes for interesting soccer. I do want to talk a little bit about um, City Everton. Because there's a lot of, a lot of controversy around that. Um, when did this happen? This happened over the weekend. Yeah, Saturday. Okay. Are you, are you caught up on the controversy? I'm not sure. The handball, <laughs> no penalty. Oh, the handball. Yes, yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, here's, for some reason, thought that that was not in that game and was in yeah, the game. So here's, here's, my, here's yes. my thing on this. In my opinion, yeah, it looks like a handball. But here's the thing. She's a city fan, people. So just take no, that no, 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 no. No, I'm just joking. I'm <laughs> fucking unclear about what the hell the handball rule is. Oh well, yes, that's been a perpetual so, problem, and this is a perpetual issue. And I think that's like six tenths of the problem, right? Like, because people are saying it's got something to do with the sleeve, and apparently it's like the more of the ball has to be on his arm than on the sleeve. I don't that that's news to me I didn't know that one and apparently there was like inconclusive evidence that it was more on the the arm than it was on the sleeve but like I'm if like, that's if that's the judge like, of a handball we have like a slight problem I'm like, like the that's so confusing to me I don't understand it all um here's the other thing it was restarted from an offsides there yeah. was an offsides before the handball and after yeah. the handball 
I don't know which one it was restarted from. Um, because if they called the offsides before the handball, then obviously the handball doesn't matter. Yeah, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> but if it was the offsides after the handball, then they ruled it. I, I'm just like really unclear. Also, like some people have said like, okay, the referee said it was the one after, but like, I haven't seen an official statement. Like I've only seen people saying that. So like, yeah. I'll take your word for it, but I'm just saying I didn't see a, like an official statement. From I think that this actually, I feel like we talked about this once. I think, and I think they do this in the NBA is like after the game, the officials will like put out a report that like explain yeah, their decisions the- on most yeah. of their calls. Here's the other thing, but here's the random real issue I have with this whole thing is the real issue I have with it is the way that people are talking about it. Because people are talking about this like it's some grand conspiracy mm. from city. Maybe it is. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But- no, but <laughs> hear me out. Because I can understand if you're an Everton fan why you're upset. I'd be. Upset. I can understand that. Yes, I can definitely understand that. I can even understand why you're upset as a Liverpool fan because you're directly impacted by this. Yeah. But anybody else, this ain't about you, babes. I like, enjoy you're conspiracy, not in this fight. though. Conspiracy is fun. You're not in this fight. And here's the other thing. <laughs> The fact that Liverpool fans, and and I'm going to use Liverpool fans as a proxy because they're the ones who are in my Twitter hemisphere the most, but this is not, she hates, she does hate them though. Um, I do hate them, them, but this is not unique to Liverpool fans, Chelsea fans, Man U fans. And frankly, even probably some city fans do it too. I I don't. They probably do. You should be introspective a little bit. Yes. Well, the thing is like, I think I've curated my space to the point where like, I don't see that kind of thing. I'm sure they do it. I, I just don't see it to ah, me in my bubble of social media. Yes. Well, you know, I've curated a space that with people who are, you know, not yes. dickheads, which like, is I fine, you know, but to me, like in my, in my lifetime, in my, my experience lifetime. as a fan, I have experienced and witnessed a lot more sort of like aggressiveness from particularly male American uh, Liverpool fans um, uh, than anybody else. Interesting. Um, like the worst things I have been called on the internet come from American male Liverpool fans. Um, but so I'm sort of using that as a proxy, but like understand that I'm talking about fans of all large clubs. But this sort of, they've got this, vi- to me, it's the victim complex. You've got it in your head. Like City is the only team that ever gets controversial calls called in their favor. This is a universal thing for big clubs. Every single big club gets controversial calls in their favor. Every single Arsenal. Arsenal never gets them. I would love if they did. Arsenal's not. Hey, no, 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 no. We still technically are, but but, on the bottom end of it. Liverpool gets, gets calls that they probably shouldn't get. Man U gets calls that lower teams wouldn't get. Chelsea gets calls that, like, let's use Leeds for an example. All of these teams, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man U, Man City, frankly, frankly, Arsenal and Tottenham, them too. No, I know. It falls that Leeds would not get. Yes. That is the reality. It is true in all reality. So this idea that this particular call so I, I saw somebody say in full seriousness that if City wins the league by two points, 
that they don't deserve to win the league because of this call. That's absurd. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that's absurd. Because if you don't think that Liverpool and Chelsea and Man U, and frankly, you want to go other leagues, Bayern Munich and Dortmund and PSG and Real Madrid and Barca, if you don't think these clubs occasionally win games as a result of these controversial calls, you're an idiot. All of them do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Liverpool has won points because of controversial calls. City has won points because of controversial calls. If City wins the league, it is not because of this one call. Like, yeah. You need to you need to get yourself out of this victim complex. You are not a victim of this. Like, are there victims of this? Maybe. Yes. You are not one of them. Like, well, they definitely are victims of it, but I don't think Liverpool uh, Champions League games against Bayern can really. Uh, that's what say I mean. That they like, aren't the like. <laughs> are there victims of, of this? Yeah, probably. You as a Liverpool fan are not one of them. Liverpool Football Club, Man Manchester United, like. Chelsea, they they are not City, frankly, and City has have had controversial calls called the other way when they play teams like yes, Liverpool. but they definitely they definitely like, still do get calls, and but City but, have gotten controversial calls their way when they play Liverpool. All of the teams do, like yes. drop it, drop the victim complex. Like you are not the victim of this. Like so, you going on and on about this for a week about how City's a cheating. Like you are a hypocrite. It's funny. We're in two very different spaces. Like I just look at the news to get my football news. And I haven't heard like yeah. anything beyond like the one day of everyone being like, oh, this happened. But like they haven't shut the fuck up about it on Twitter. Yes. But I removed myself from that space. Yeah. So I probably helpfully out of it. Maybe uh, you my, should do. So no. My issue with this whole thing is not even about the call. Because honestly, if I remove my, like, obviously I'm glad it didn't get called PK. Obviously I'm glad City won the game. Like I'm a City supporter. Obviously I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. But like, to me, it was a handball, right? Like it, it looked, looked like, like a handball. handball. Like, like if you just look at the picture, it, you know was I mean? like, it looked like a handball to me. So like, like I'm, I can say that I'm secure enough to say that looked yeah. like a handball to me. Um, but stop acting like you wouldn't be happy if that call went your team's way. Yeah. Like, and stop acting like you've never gotten a controversial call in your favor. Like the one, the one that really sticks out to me, I don't remember what year it was. I think it was last year. It might've been two years ago when the city played Liverpool and Sterling crossed a ball into the box and it hit Alexander Arnold's arm and it didn't get called a PK. And it literally brought blocked across. It blocked mm-hmm. across in the box. <laughs> like it didn't get called a PK. And I think they ended up either tying or losing. Like, I don't remember. I don't remember what specific game it was, but I just like, stop acting like you've never, frankly, even this weekend in the Caribou Cup final, like there was a goal that Chelsea scored that got called off sides. Oh that yeah, that, wait, that was wild. Looking at it, didn't really look off sides. Like, <laughs> I don't really- <laughs> There was too many goals that were off sides, you not off sides in like a span of two minutes. Oh, so I think Chelsea scored two goals that got called off sides. Yeah. I, from what I from what I remember, one of them was offsides. Um, but the, the there Lukaku was one, one that I did that 
didn't look like it was. The Paco one really didn't seem like yeah, it was. Yeah, that one. That one. So, they That one, the announcer was like, look at the lines on the field. And then yeah. the lines that were drawn by VAR yeah. lined up so with that. that. That's I mean. Like you literally had a very controversial call go in your favor <clears throat> and it won you a trophy. <laughs> like, like, so I just, and yes. while we're on the note of the Caribou Cup, okay. Um, quick, quick note to Liverpool supporters and Chelsea supporters. Um, you have to pick, you have to pick. It's either a real trophy and you won it this year, Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's a real trophy, that means all the ones that City win won in the last year, four years in a row count. Mm-hmm. Or it's not a real trophy and your trophy doesn't count this year. So you got to decide. It doesn't suddenly become a real competition as soon as you win it. Mm-hmm. Whichever one you pick is fine with me, but you got to pick. <laughs> you can't have it both ways. <laughs> like, they're like, oh yeah, we won a trophy. Look at this hardware. And I'm like, I, like, I believe it's a real trophy. City won four of them. So I, I don't think it is. I think the FA Cup is above it. I agree. But it's either you agree that this is a real trophy and you have won a trophy this year, or it's not a real trophy. And if you don't want cities four years in a row to count, then yours can't count this year either. That's all I got to say on that. Sounds good. Um, <laughs> we live in two very different football spheres, a.k.a. I don't interact with fans on that level. I also am an Arsenal fan, so I live in perpetual depression most of the time. Um, recently, I found not watching their games means that they will win, and when I watch, they suck, so I have to decide what to do there. Um, Basically, it all boils down to my biggest issue with um, fans of other big clubs is hypocrisy. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you bitch about it when City does it, but when you do it, but like you also do it. Mm-hmm. So like either either you you bitch about it when your team does it too, or you just shut up. Like I will say it I will would say, make like, it fun if Liverpool I'm not gonna made say, a comeback in the league this year. I'm not gonna say that I have never bitched about a club doing something that you know City has also benefited from. I'm not gonna get on my high horse about that, but I'm just saying like there's there's levels to it, right? Like there's there's going oh fuck Liverpool or like fuck Man U they get so many PK calls right <laughs> like which they then don't score because they can't which they, score which them. they do like but like like I, I'm not hypocritical enough to say that like City doesn't also get a disproportionate amount of PK calls in comparison to Southampton like I, I'm aware like the advantage that exists for Man U also exists for Man City. I understand. Like, I'm aware. My issue is that, like, Liverpool fans have this, okay, I think because they haven't won, they hadn't won a trophy for such a long time. Obviously, they've won a few now in the last two years. They've won a number, yes. um, Before, you know, a couple years ago when they won the Premier League, um, they hadn't won anything, like, a hot minute. They, like, had this, like, mentality that like they had to like they were like I don't know like they they simultaneously have this like we're the best club in the world and all of our history matters and then this like insecurity complex about the fact that they didn't win anything for a really long time like like it's just interesting to me like anyway anyway I just it's the victim complex for me like you're not you're not a victim 
This is, um, I will say we will most definitely be circling back to this conversation in latter episodes because I'm sure something else will happen. And as Liverpool and City battle it out for the title, I am sure that uh, people will be upset with just about anything that happens. Moral of the story, nobody knows what the fuck the rules are and um, none of the big clubs are victims. Yep, that's, I think, uh, a good summary and very true. And it will be interesting to see what happens because there's always games later in the spring that are decided and everyone's like, yeah, that was a bad call. So um, I think it, hap- it does happen. Quick preview this weekend, Manchester Derby. Yeah, let's actually look at those games real quick as a wrap up, if I can find them. Um, um, that's the big game. Probably actually Liverpool West Ham could be fun. Yeah. Der- the Derby is, is the, is the headliner for the weekend. Um, it'll be interesting. Honestly, city have not played great the last couple of games. Um, they do seem to be having a little bit of a dip in form. Um, so, but their dips in form tend to not last very long. So yeah, it'll be um, interesting to see. There's games all the time, actually. Yeah, for the bounce back. Um, I'm expecting, I'm hoping for a Phil Foden goal. Mm-hmm. I love me. His assist to whoever that was. Oof, yeah, the Grealish assist in the FA Cup this oh, week. Oh, yeah, Grealish Ooh. actually did something. That was sexy. Grealish has been pointless to me in my mind. But I have that's, again, sidebar. I'm not I'm not going to get into that. I do want to say something really quickly um, about that note. Just not, not really in depth, just like, Pep said something about how people pay too much attention to statistics these days um, in regards to, this in regards to Graylish. Um, and I don't, I, Graylish aside, I don't think he's had a great year and I think he will be, do better in his second year, but Graylish aside, I do think that's true. Yes. Um, I think that people like I've decided <laughs> I hate the expected goals. Um, I didn't, that's a thing. Statistic. Yeah. And I hate, you know what I fucking hate? The, the goal, like, I forget exactly what the statistics called, but they call it, like, it's some sort of statistic that's, like, how likely was this goal to score, to, like, be a goal? Like, the goal, and it's, like, the goal, per, the goal, I forget what it's called. They do it in the, in the, they do it every goal they score in the um, Bundesliga, but oh. they keep it in other, and it's basically, like, this, like, I think it's, I think it's like, they do some sort of equation to be like, and they do it in La Liga too. Um, Non-math people here discussing math. Like they do it like, what is the odds basically that this, what's the percentage of this happening of like this goal being scored of this guy in this position with everybody. Like, I don't know how they calculate this number, but I think it's so fucking pointless. Like, what do you mean? What's the percentage of this goal happening? He scored it. He scored it. I do think, I do think with the growth of like sports analytics recently, things have been so driven by this. And I come 100% agree with you. That stat makes no sense. I don't know what it's used for. I don't think all of the advanced statistics are useless, but I think a lot of the advanced statistics like don't actually mean much. Yeah. And I think it takes like, I think it kind of takes the humanity and the artistry out of, out of the game. Like, yeah. it's not about like, like, I think there's something to be said for things like successful dribbles and like how many passes you make and like, um, you know, successful take-ons and, 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 you know, successful tackles. And like, I think there's a place for statistics, but I think it's gone too far. Like, I think like, I hate when somebody 
is like, oh, well, did you see the advanced statistics on this player? I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I have eyes. I watched the game. Yeah. If I will say this is a me, thing across like, all sports. And um, I don't know, like, if there's a remedy to it, but it's a good I don't think there is. Like, I think people are still going to, but I just, like, I'm not interested in arguing about a player's worth based on their advanced statistics. Yeah. Because I like, I don't think it's about that. I don't think those are particularly valuable in discussing who's, who is the best player. Yes, that is that Um, 100%. So that's my take on that. Cool. Um, there was nothing else on our list to talk about for the Premier League um, and nothing else on our list to talk about for the podcast. So um, I think we're going to wrap it up. Um, we will be I recording should, yeah. again next week. <laughs> yes, it is late into the night. Not really for you, but it is for me. Um, but yeah, keep an ear out for next week we will be talking again about more of the same things um glad to be back hope we're you're very happy glad to that be we're back, back too because so, we're having a good old time so we always love complaining about yeah. soccer so i love nothing more than to be able to bitch on the internet <laughs> and with that we will see you next week That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Kicking Balls.